visiting Tonga for the first time. This is written by Father Donald McElwraith and comes from Fiji. It was a topic of discussion for years afterwards around the Kava Bowl in our little Catholic community in Nasalia, Kadavu, Fiji. Nobody from Nasali had ever breakfasted in Kadavu, an island off Fiji's Viti Levu, lunched in Nandi, its international airport, and suffered in Nukalofa in the Kingdom of Tonga, all in the space of one day before. Bishop Foliaki SM of Tonga had asked the Columban director of Fiji, Father Dan Ahern, if he would take a Tongan woman as a lay missionary and I was designated to go and interview Catalina Falamaka, and that was the start of the adventure. As usual, I did the Christmas Masses, baptisms and confessions in Nassalia, eight hours out of Suva by boat. And then I left for Tonga on the 26th of December, and it was 1994. I had contacted my former student, Father Kulatapa Taglatolia, and he had agreed to host me in his parish of Huma, about ten miles from the capital. Father Kulitapa was a well-known composer, in Tongan a banaki, famous for his songs. Unfortunately, he died a few years later. We also had our first Tongan-Columban seminarian, the Palanapa Tavo, from that parish. Father Napa is now a long-time missionary in Lima, Peru. The day after I arrived, Father Kulitapa sent me with other priests to the royal palace in Nukalofa. I accompanied the people of Labaha, who were presenting gifts to the king before the royal family's visit the next day to their parish. We presented the gifts and the king's spokesman accepted them. We didn't see the king, but the others assured me he was watching all this from inside the palace. The next day, Father Kulitapa took me to Lapaha, which was also his home parish. We can celebrate it with Bishop Foliaki and many others, whilst the king and queen and many nobles were in the congregation. The occasion was the 100th anniversary of the death of the sacred king of Tonga, the Tui Tonga King Tupu's ancestor, who had been a Catholic. It was also the anniversary of the Falamaka, the stone church of Lapaha. After Mass, we went to the grounds of the Catholic secondary school, Dakaluai, where the banquet had been prepared. The food of the royal family was served in the pavilion, and the rest of us were seated under tents around the ground. You don't know what banquet means until you experience a Tongan one. I was sitting on the ground with about 20 people around a big tray of food. On it, five roasted piglets were surrounded by a vast array of food and soft drinks. And there were at least 30 such trays at this banquet, which in Tonga would have been considered small, 150 roast pigs. And when the speeches and prayers were over, the muslin was removed and we tucked in. I later asked what happened to all the leftover food and was assured it was taken back to the family that had prepared it and shared with their village. The arrival of the king and queen was an occasion of great joy, with old ladies even doing cartwheels. 
it was a revelation to me of the power of the king and queen to unite and bring joy to the people. The next day I was able to have an interview with Catalina. She seemed to be ready for mission and so I recommended that she do the preparation course. She later worked for a few years in Chile and is now married and living in Australia. On New Year's Day I celebrated Mass for the Sisters of Compassion in their convent just behind the Huma Church. And as I came back to the presbytery, I met an Asian girls and we greeted each other. And the answer to where are you from was Japan, a country and people close to my heart as I had previously been on mission in Japan. And I replied, so desuka, is that so? And off we went in Japanese. I spent the next day or two going over what the Catechism said about the Eucharist in Japanese as Hiroko was about to receive communion. With Father Kulatapa's blessing, I gave her communion and baptised her son, who now plays rugby in Japan. Her husband, Pusima, has gone to Japan to study. They met, fell in love and married. The adventure ended when I was summoned to Posima's house for a Thanksgiving meal, and during it Posima's grandfather, Faiva Herald, to Baron Vaya, the Prime Minister of Tonga, presented me with a stick of kava, a great honour. On a recent visit to Tonga, as I held in my arms Anthony, the grandson of Hiroko and Posima, whom I had named, all these memories came flooding back. Thank you, Catalina. That came from Father Donald McElwraith, who now lives and works in Fiji.